welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. So today I want to continue talking about this idea of cultivating freedom and specifically what it looks like to cultivate a life without comparison, because comparison really is our our self-prison. And I'm super excited to have my partner in crime with me today, Melody Workman. Hey. And... I just, we were thinking like this has to be the conversation that you and I have together because it's probably one of the topics that we, or one of, not a topic, but one of the things that the two of us have had to navigate. Right. Obviously comparing myself to you is just like the worst. Same. (laughs) And same. (laughs) So let's get into Um, that. I can't sing. (laughs) I hate teaching. I love teaching. Um, but it has been one of the things that I think has made our friendship just so special is the idea that we refuse to compare Mm -hmm. when it creeps up, we squash it and we, we make a daily choice. And that's the thing I think when it comes to comparison is people feel like maybe they don't have a choice in the matter, Mm -hmm. but the mental choice that we each make, I mean, I know I make it, I won't speak for you (laughs) of just a mental choice to know I'm going to be for her. Yep. I don't, I don't want her to ever feel like she has to be less so that mm-hmm. I feel like more. Mm-hmm. And, and the other side to that is choosing to say, no, here's what I do bring to the table. Right. And I don't need you to be me. You don't need, need me to be you. And it, we're actually stronger being different mm-hmm. because then we have two sets of tools right to contribute yep and so what what would you say for you like when you think about cultivating a life without comparison like what, what are your first thoughts on that well I am glad that we're talking about this because we've I think what we can sit here and say honestly is we've done the hard work that's involved to get to this place mm-hmm. and not that it's like we never face it or we, it'll never right. surface but because we've done the hard work we've had hard conversations with actual tears about I've cried <laughs> you have and I've cried not very not as much as you <laughs> In these conversations, we've been able to say, this is what's hard for me. Mm -hmm. But then we've also been able to say, I am going to, I'm choosing to celebrate you because I genuinely love you. And that is where the freedom lies. So you you said, which was so brilliant, comparison is our self-prison, but we don't have to live in prison. Mm -hmm. We get to Mm -hmm. choose freedom. Mm -hmm. And you choose freedom by celebrating, genuinely learning how to celebrate someone else. And so as we've had to navigate, um, you know, for a long time when we were doing Cultivate together, and yeah, it was like, okay, there's going to be teaching. Okay, there's going to be, and it was like, that's a space where I know that I have giftedness and I know that, you know, God said, here, this is a skill I've given you. But there's so many other things of Cultivate where I didn't have giftedness or the skill that you did and you do. And when we got to the place where neither one of us felt like, well, I have to be good at that thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to be, but instead go, 
man, I'm free to do this because you're so good at that. Mm-hmm was when we, we didn't, ex- we didn't just experience success in ministry and success and cultivate, we experienced success in our own friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of women, like you said, who feel like they don't have a choice, but we, we always have a choice. And I think it really comes down to this idea of, are you going to stay focused on your own insecurities? Or are you going to say, you know what? Everybody has insecurities. Everybody does, no matter the person that you're looking at and you think she's got it all together, she has insecurities. But instead of magnifying my insecurities, I'm going to magnify the things that God's given me to do, Mm -hmm. the things that he's made me good at, and look around at everybody else and go, and man, I'm so glad that you're good at that Mm -hmm. because that's not my thing. And then you're you're just free to relax. You're just free to feel joy because you don't have to do everything. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be everything. You don't have to be everything. And then you can really, you can get really close, not like pretend close Mm -hmm. with someone because you go, man, I love that about you. Mm -hmm. I admire that about you. I love learning from you because I don't have to be you. Mm -hmm. I just get to learn from, grow from, celebrate who you are. Or even tap into like those things for like, it's like, well, I'm not this, but can you be that, play that role in my life or or come alongside me as I do whatever thing? Yeah. You know, we can be a resource to each other if we can get past the comparison. Totally. And it just makes me think of in scripture, you know, the parable of the talents when it's like one person got one, one got five, one got 10. Right. And, and, Right? Am I saying that right? Yep. What did you do with it? No, one, two, and five. One, two, and five, yeah. Yeah. And when you think about, when you're just thinking about what other people are doing with their talents, you're the, the person that's bearing your own. Yeah. And, and God, you know, look at, what is Jesus teaching there? Mm-hmm. He's teaching like, no, you do with what I gave you. Exactly. And let me worry about the rest. Yeah. And the ones that, that flourished in going, here's, here's what I was given mm-hmm. and here's what I'm going to do with it to multiply it, to use it, to put it, put it to good use, to increase its capacity. Yep. And he said, I'm going to give you more, you yep. know? Yep. And comparison, I think can be so, you can fa- find the underlying, the, the, the underlying issue in, in that parable, if you want to have comparison, because, you know, with it's not meaning that, but I think we can learn a lesson from it of you're not even going to steward what God gave you well, Mm -hmm. if you're focused on what he gave everyone else well. And when I think of our relationship and navigating comparison, I just think about what I've had to excavate in myself of when I'm just hyper-focused on like, oh my gosh, look at Melody sing. <laughs> like, or oh my gosh, like Melody can, can make wor- like your word plays, like your sticky statements are so good, you know? And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to rhyme all the words. Um, I'm a poet and don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, case in point. Um, but, you know, when I'm thinking about that, I've had to go, but wait a second, God. Hmm. Like, what is the value I bring? And not a prideful way, not an arrogant way, but in a way to say, like, I know you didn't make just crap when you made me, but how am I diminishing myself? What am I diminishing in my own life? Mm -hmm. What gifts have you given me? What is the talent you've given me that I'm supposed to steward well and do the right thing with? You know, my favorite, one of my very favorite scriptures is found in Galatians and it's um, Galatians 6, 5. And the message version is the one that I love so much, but it says, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given 
and then sink yourself into that. Mm -hmm. I think we live in a world that's making a careful exploration through scrolling, through social media, just on top of just what it would normally look like of, of the gifts everyone else has been given and what they're doing with it. But, but God's word. And if we cultivate, it says, no, you make that exploration of who you are Mm. and the work you've been given and sink yourself into that. It goes on and says, don't be impressed with yourself. (laughs) Like, I've given you this, but it's still me giving it to you. Exactly. I'm the giver. Yep. Don't be impressed with yourself and don't compare yourself with others mm-hmm. because the work that I've been given is a different work than you've been given. Right. And this is one of the things I love about the Enneagram um, and just the idea of looking at, at different personality styles. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to like go on a, a rabbit chase right now, but I, I saw this thing posted this week that's like, the Enneagram are horoscopes for Christians. No oh, gosh. And I'm like, the Enneagram, it's not a daily horoscope. <laughs> it's not, it's saying your personality might be like this. Right. Your strength might be this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's talking about and exploring and cult, like uh, the, doing the exploration of how God made you. It's not like giving you a fortune. To, I was like, you, they, it was so off and it went into, you know, don't you ever wish that sometimes though you could look at someone's social media, not anyone who's listening to this podcast and be like, after three dumb posts, you're out. Like you just <laughs> lose your account. It I just- actually really <laughs> love this account. And I just thought, no, but you know, some, that is a line of people thinking like, you know, for us, the Enneagram is just a tool to yep. help you be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't decide who you are. It's not God's word. It just, it's, it's like saying, are you introverted or extroverted? Yeah. It has helped me understand how God made me so much. It's under, it's helped me understand how God made you. Yep. I think it's helped me really tackle comparison Hmm. when you realize how our motivations are so different and what, what our strengths are. And this is what I tend to say when I talk about the Enneagram is, what the Enneagram can help you do is understand that God purposed each of us with such different design mm. because it takes all the types right. for this big hum- like mosaic of humanity to work. Yeah. You know, it takes, it takes the doers, the eights, like we're going to get stuff done and we're not afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. It takes the sixes like, okay, you want that done? Here's the strategy to get there. It takes the, the twos, the helpers to go, we're in what, what needs to happen to make yes. the strategy to get it done. You yep. know, it takes the three of like, we want to win and see all the people. It takes the one, like making sure we're right or wrong, like together, the body of Christ. It's beautiful. But it, and, and it is just a tool when it's used like any other tool in an, in a, a wrong way, mm-hmm. it can be harmful. Yeah. But when it's used to just get you to ask yourself some curious questions, how do I really act? What really does motivate me? What's going to trip me up yeah. when it comes to fear? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you're you're not a particularly fearful person, like I am. You know, because you go into any situation, like I can handle it. I'll, <laughs> I'll knock anyone out. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'll just beat you up. I don't know if I'll figure it out. <laughs> But, you know, you're not having to spend a lot of time going, I wonder how fear is tripping me up. Mm. I, I need to ask myself that question every day. Mm-hmm. I'm only thinking about what can go wrong. I need to be thinking about what can go right because God is with me and he's for me. You know, you tend to probably need to ask yourself a different set of questions based yep. on your, what you're motivated by. Like, what's the goal? 
well, but is it winning if I just destroyed everybody on the way to the, right. you know, like yep. I, we just have different questions that we're going to ask. And so I, I saw that, I literally saw it this morning and I was like, that's such, it's such a false description of what it is. Mm-hmm. But back to the point of comparison is it, I think if, if you can understand that everyone has a different role to play and not that, and that you're, and to really, and this is what the Enneagram has done for me. It's gone, this is my role. Mm -hmm. This is what I bring and contribute. Then I've stopped comparing myself to your role. Yeah. And and seeing the value, because I'm like, no, I, this is a value that I play. It's value that I add. Yep. And you have to remember, and this has been a breakthrough for me when it comes to this. If I'm comparing myself to you, I'm not celebrating who God's made you to be. Like if I'm comparing myself to you, I'm not celebrating who God's made you to be. I'm not, I'm not able to go, wow, look at Tammy and how she excels there. And wow, look at, look at what God's gifted her to do. The skill in which you can create spaces, beautiful spaces that make people feel so seen and loved and, mm. and treasured um, and special. Like I don't have that. You know, um, we went somewhere to eat not long ago. My kid's like, wow, we're using real plates. I'm like, I'm the worst. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, we can cut chicken on a paper plate. Let's not, we're not fancy, you know, but it's like, I don't, I don't even walk in the store. I've called you before from home goods with literal diarrhea. I'm like, Tammy, I'm, I'm looking up. Remember you had to teach me how to work Pinterest. Like I, I don't have those innate things. And you know, there's, there's been seasons in my life where if I would have, or if I did, you know, maybe I would have been better at, and it's not to say, I think it's also not an excuse to go, well, you know, because I don't like to be in the kitchen, I'm never going to cook for mm-hmm. my family. Like mm-hmm. that's not what we're saying. Yeah. But when I can just step back and not compare myself to you, then I get to enjoy the things that God's made you good at mm-hmm. and just celebrate that you have those gifts mm-hmm. and skills. Mm-hmm. And so we're robbing ourselves of really enjoying and admiring God's beauty because in each one of us, his beauty exists. Mm-hmm. But when we're comparing ourselves, we're not seeing it. We're, we're magnifying you know, our flaws. We're, we're magnifying the things that we wish we were good at. And the truth is there's such a, you would you wouldn't think of it because you know, as you talk about it, but there's such a root of selfishness in comparison Mm -hmm. that we don't talk about a lot, but it really does exist. And because instead of celebrating you, I'm focused on me. Mm -hmm. And comparison really is focused, you know, and I think our, our thought life can go, at least I should say for me, my thought life in comparison goes real dark real quick. Oh yeah. Like when I'm comparing, I'm looking for what's wrong with you Mm -hmm. so that I feel better about me yeah and then I get a critical spirit a mean spirit a mean heart mean words in my mind Mm -hmm. mean thoughts like comparison goes south real quick yeah yeah and you know like the the cheesy but super true Christianese about comparison is it's the thief of joy but it is and I think that's why because none of us I mean I some people maybe do but Few people feel good after the fact when they're just tearing someone down in their mind and their heart. Like we feel gross about it. Like in the moment you might get caught up in it, but you feel gross later. At Mm -hmm. least I do. Yeah. I think people do. And it really does. It robs the joy of what's good about you Mm -hmm. and what's good about that other person. And it is one of the things that I personally feel like such victory in in our friendship, you Mm -hmm. know, that I think we navigate it well, Mm -hmm. not perfectly, but well, Mm -hmm. and I'm happy that verse goes on then to say, which I think we've summed up is 
It says, um, I'm going to start it over just because it's been a minute, but make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given and then sink yourself into that. Hmm. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. And that goes back to the talents that I was talking about. Yeah. Is... At the end of the day, whatever God gave you, like I'm not responsible for it, but I am responsible for right. me and I'll answer for that and you'll yeah. answer for that. And it's, we're always looking outside our own lane, you know, like what's my lane? What do I bring to it? And where I'm deficient, the body of Christ, where I'm deficient, I go, that's your gift, Mel. Hey, can you, can you come alongside me and yeah. vice versa? Yeah. Like when we do it right, it looks a little bit more like that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's such freedom in that. Totally. And when we're just looking and comparing ourselves with everyone else, we're miserable. And yep. that's like the antithesis. There's a um, freedom. I don't know if you remember this. We might've talked about it years ago in Cultivate, but you used the word lanes. And so it came to my mind. Um, when was the last Olympics? I don't even oh, know. Oh, when I did the it. Michael Phelps picture. Yes. Michael Phelps is swimming and it was this race that everyone had been talking mm-hmm. about. I don't even know the name of the other guy, but he could beat Michael Phelps. He he had a chance to win. Mm-hmm. They, they so they of course put them right next to each other yeah. in their lanes. And the photo that this photographer grabs is Michael Phelps is just doing his thing. He's and he, swimming. his eyes are fixated on the wall, like yeah. the end zone of his lane. Yeah. And the other swimmer is looking at Michael Phelps. Which took seconds off his time. Took seconds off his time and he lost the race. Yep. And that is such a strong picture of this idea of I have to sink myself into the work that God has given me. Michael Phelps was sinking himself into the work he'd done mm-hmm. to win that race. Yeah. And even for just a second that guy looked over and it cost them the race. Yep. We sometimes indulge in comparison because we don't think it's costing us anything, mm. but it is. I love that. It's costing us something. And we need to remember that because it's time that's being wasted, not doing the work that God's given us to do mm-hmm. because we're fixated on the work and the gifts he's given somebody mm-hmm. else. So it's slowing us down. You know, here's a, here's another aspect of comparison that I think really entraps us is I can feel when people are comparing themselves to me and it repels me (laughs) when I, I mean, you know, this about me, (laughs) that's how you're laughing (laughs) because it really does. It, 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 I'm just like you, when you can have it, whatever, like I, I don't want to be competitors. Mm -hmm. And when I feel like someone is making a rival out of me or making me a rival or Mm -hmm. competing with me for friendship, for position, for attention, I usually bow out altogether, yeah, which is do. typically not what the person wants. They just forgot to remember mm. the relationship and they were so they're so hyper focused on the comparison yeah. that it destroys relationships. It totally does. And I think that's something that and, and then there's a misery that comes with just broken relationships or it makes relationships super shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, and that's not me comparing myself to others, but I can feel mm-hmm. when people are comparing with me and I want nothing to do with it. I want You're out. like, bye. I, <laughs> bye, you can have it, take it all. <laughs> yeah, like whatever I have. <laughs> I hate feeling it. And I think we don't remember enough that people can feel when we're that way about them. Mm-hmm. It comes across them, mm-hmm. you know, to them. They're not oblivious to it, even if it's unspoken. No. And it does. It destroys relationships. Yep. There's a there's a beautiful um, picture because we're talking to women of where where I think in the Bible there's a lot of 
analogies and stories where people get the comparison thing wrong. You know, Saul with David. Mm, he was all about he, David yeah. until David killed more men and then he wanted to kill David. Yeah. Um, Judas Iscariot, I think, struggled mightily with jealousy of Jesus because mm-hmm. um, it drove him to destroy Jesus mm-hmm. in his mind. And there's so many stories like that. But um, in the New Testament, I love the relationship. And we only get a few verses of Mary, the mother of Jesus and Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, because Mary, I mean, Elizabeth Barron, almost her whole entire life gets pregnant at like 80. <laughs> like who wants that? Um, no. and, and she's getting John the Baptist, which is awesome. Yeah. But then Mary, her cousin, who's like young and her whole life ahead of her gets Jesus. Like John the Baptist is going to be great, but he's going to be greater. But he's also not Jesus. Yeah. Um, he's the messenger, but he's the way, he's the reason why you need a messenger. Like everything stacked up to be it just worked out a little bit better for mm-hmm. Mary mm-hmm. from one perspective. On the other perspective, you've got Elizabeth who's never going to see John grow up, which is sad. Then you've got Mary who's going to watch her son be crucified. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we lead ourselves to believe that that person we're jealous of or comparing herself to has it so great. And we don't see mm-hmm. the things that they struggle with, the things that are actually really hard. But when Mary comes to Elizabeth and and, and, and greets her. And the Bible talks about how John the Baptist leaps inside of Elizabeth's womb. Like, you know, he, he understands he's in the mm-hmm. presence of Jesus. She just lauds affection and adoration on Mary. And it's a genuine celebration mm-hmm. of you're carrying the Messiah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get picked, but you did. And there's not this really pregnant at 80 or I couldn't have, but like I'm celebrating. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, what I see when Elizabeth gets to heaven is I see the affirmation and the adoration that she gives to Mary. I see God giving that to her. Mm. And that's what we have to remember. I think we give enough attention to that story in that way. Yeah. Because it's, it's the most beautiful picture of man. I'm undone when God's good to me, Mm -hmm. but man, Spiritual maturity is when I'm undone when God's good to you. Mm-hmm. Not, I wish God would have, you know, I yeah. can, you know, as we've celebrated so many milestones in your family, uh, these the past few weeks, you're probably fine. <laughs> it's probably fine. My husband turned 50, my son graduated, my daughter got married all in like and a two and a half like, week period. I'm like, how are you? She's like, I'm probably fine. I'll be fine. I don't even know. I don't even know. But, but, but for reals, for reals. Being a part of those with you, at every single one, I felt so much joy and happiness for you and so much admiration for the mom and the wife that you are. Like, I feel that so deeply. I'm going to cry. Like, I feel that so deeply. I know you have tears in your heart right now. It's so <laughs> <my heart>. <laughs> um, Tammy cries when people win the Olympics, but not when... <laughs> Not when they're like, <laughs> I have weird cry issues. It's totally fine. When you have tears in your heart, it means something to me. It does. But that's a, that's a real thing. And so the hope for women listening is that you can, if you're not at that place, you can get to that place. Mm-hmm. And it starts with saying, God, I'm, I love who you've made so-and-so to be. Mm-hmm. I love that they're a part of my life. Mm-hmm. I love that I get to be a part of their life. Help me to celebrate and help me to recognize when comparison's coming mm-hmm. down the track to go, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Comparison's out, celebration is in. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're going to cultivate a deep friendship. Well, and I think that's how you cultivate God's word into your heart mm-hmm. is, is when you go, what does spiritual maturity look like? Mm-hmm. How do I live this out? Yeah. 
And I think you nailed it when you just said it's it's one thing to be happy when God blesses you, and it's another when you're happy when God blesses me, you yeah. know, in such a different way. James 3.16 says this, For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, <laughs> there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. And that's right. what I think, like, comparison just creates chaos. Mm-hmm. Either internally for you, like I said, when I can feel someone is that way with me, it creates chaos in me and I I just I have to eject I'm like I want out I want away I want yeah nothing repels me faster so you know but we can't control other people's comparison of us right but we can control our comparison Mm -hmm. and you know that you know that this is the thing that just gets me super fired up for women is when we behave like we don't have a choice in the matter right you know I have I've had to figure out some things like I have some people that I like if I like just talking in the ministry world like some people I've been real jealous of of like I have seen people been in the ministry 10 seconds and elevate to a place of Christian stardom yeah without having put in the time put you know in my mind put in the effort put in the work had some you know yep had some <laughs> grit on them and all of a sudden they're like the next bit and I'm just like oh my gosh lord like Matt's been a faithful you know I start I compare like for Matt not for mm-hmm. me <laughs> you know but I've had some women that I just I, I look at their Instagram and I see everything is going perfect and these perfect pictures and these perfect pictures with their kids. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just fought with my kids today. Or, you know, like I just fought with my friends like, Why, who knew to take your picture when you were laughing like that? (laughs) That's the thing that I, uh, it puzzles me every day. I know, (laughs) but you know, and, but then I get super mad and I'm just like feeling like the worst. And I've had to go, I can't follow that person, even if they're the best, because it brings out the worst in me. And when I'm not in a place, I don't want to stumble. Like it is a stumbling block. Mm -hmm. And so some people I don't follow and it's not because I don't respect them or admire them or like them even. It's because I just get gross and I'm trying to work on it and it's not helpful, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I, it makes me crazy when women pretend like they have no choice in the matter we do have a choice with our thoughts like Mm -hmm. thoughts come and go Mm -hmm. but that's why the bible says take your thoughts captive measure them to god's word Mm -hmm. is your thought about this person good is it kind is it loving is it believing the best is it putting them first you know but if we don't know god's word we're not cultivating it we don't know to do this yep but you know comparison for women is such a plague on us Mm -hmm. and it's destroyed us and you know this is no secret to anybody. Obviously everyone knows this, but social media is just Mm -hmm. like a magnifier on what already exists in us. And I just want better for women. Mm -hmm. That's why I just, I want women to feel a freedom in that, you know, and and there are some friends, like I said, you can't control how they're going to be to you, but you can control how you are. And I think that's one of the things that we've had to figure out, Mm -hmm. you know, with one another, you know, you guys, I also want to say this, but I'm going to say it. Like how many times Melody and I are together and people will come up and, or they'll come up to me without Melody. She hates, I'm going to say this. And they're like, Don't. oh my gosh, Melody is my favorite cult speaker. <laughs> and it was like my teaching week. I'm like, I'm like, I know me too. She's mine too. Okay. Like, or, you know, or anyone like that happens to all of us on the team. 
You know what I mean? Like people will say it to each of us. Yeah. And, and everyone's comparing us and that's fine. Like that's it. I have that. I have a preference on mm-hmm. some people, mm-hmm. you know, um, when I watch things or a preference on music, it's, and it's no different, but our team, and I'm only speaking for me, but I know it's happened to our whole team, yeah. you know, with whoever, like people say it to you, people have said it to Becca or Donna or Christina mm-hmm. or whoever, like, oh my gosh, you know who I love on the team? And then it's someone else, not you. Um, it's our responsibility to manage what we do with that. We right. could get bitter at one another. We could be like, I could say they're not on the team. Melody's off the team because <laughs> that's right. You know what I mean? And, yep. and Matt and I were once in a position where it was that way, where, um, if Matt did something well, he was never asked to do it again mm-hmm. because some leaders above him felt intimidated yep. and we learned real quick, like, Oh, don't do that. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I remember having a friend once in high school, you know, when you're in high school girls, you're like sharing clothes and everything. I remember I had borrowed something of hers and I got complimented. And after school, she asked for it back and said, I can't borrow it anymore. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, like, like girls, we can be the worst at it. Oh yeah. Of that. But we have a choice to not be. And I can say this on this side of this side of the fence, if you will. I don't even know what analogy I'm trying to use right there, but I've put in some work on this and I can now say that the choices, the times that I've chosen to say, nope, I'm not going to do it. I, I, it, it was like planting seeds and I, I'm experiencing the mm. fruit and the growth from mm. that now. Mm. When in the moment, I didn't know. I didn't know how God was going to come through. I didn't know it would be a deal. I didn't know it was a gateway to freedom for me. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm down the road just enough to say every time I took a thought captive or I just chose to celebrate instead of compare mm-hmm. or chose to celebrate instead of diminish myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was just little seeds I was planting in my own soul, like yeah. cultivating what God told me to do in his word that are now growing mm-hmm. and and I'm finding a new sense of freedom. I'm not tackled it. I don't know that we're ever going to tackle it completely, this right. side of heaven. But, and then when I do, when it does really creep up on me on something or someone I'm following, I just mute or unfollow <laughs> because I, it's like being a, an addict almost, you know, it's like, if I go there, I get in a bad way and I, I'm really trying to tackle that. What are some personal disciplines that you feel like you do? Do you ever feel like that? Like, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just see Mel as this like pillar of strength all the time. Like nothing bothers me. That's not true. That's pushes it down. I I like eggs hard on the outside. Like things hurt my feelings. Like sometimes the weather hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I, people hurt my feelings. You know that my story is filled with, feelings I know and it's that's what's I think been so compelling for me to mm. grow because mm. I hate that for you 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 mentioned something earlier and it it jogged it triggered this memory that I had of um being early in ministry and wanting to make a difference and wanting to be a good pastor's wife and like feeling like because I didn't crochet or like make oatmeal like I was never going to be a good one because it was make weird. oatmeal I've never heard that when it comes to pastors well it was a long time ago and I was like <laughs> I, I don't fit in but um I wanted to do an event to get women from the community like into the church and so 
there were so many restrictions and so many things like we couldn't do. I mean, we had very little freedom. So it was like trying to make the most out of. And so we put on this event. And then when I look back on it, I'm like, it was so dumb. But in the moment, I'm like, we got all of these women from the community to come in. And so I'm celebrating that because I'm like, they don't know Jesus. And here's this thing. And then um, uh, some time goes by and I don't hear much about it. And then I, I get the word, we're not doing that event again because um, it was too much work for the whatever. And it, that wasn't the truth. The truth was it went so well you know, mm-hmm. to what you were saying. And the, the shame of that was in, I was, you know, in my twenties. So of course I, I just was a puddle of tears and everyone's against me. But the bigger shame in that is that God was doing something by mm-hmm. bringing women who didn't know Jesus into the church. And because we couldn't get past this comparison thing, this mm-hmm. insecurity thing, we were losing an opportunity to reach people with the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't think about when you talk about this. Our, our struggle, but sometimes we indulge in this struggle. We're, we're essentially saying, God, you got this wrong. You mm-hmm. made me, you got me wrong. You got her wrong. Cause I should have been like, and then we shut people down. We shut down the work of God and the mm-hmm. lives of other people mm-hmm. because then they feel like, Oh, uh, okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm sorry for caring about lost people. I, I won't do that anymore. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, you, you start to, it starts to become a crazy maker because if, if you're truly trying to walk in the spirit of obedience, like that verse in Galatians says, and sink into the work that God's given you. But every time you do something, you feel like it's making everybody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If your heart's right before God, if you're humble, if you're doing it because you want to honor and steward the gifts God's given you, like the parable of the talents, mm-hmm. then when other people keep trying to like put the put the blanket over the fire, that's those people will give an account for that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Because God will say, look, I gave you or and I made. And if we're those people, right. that's that's us you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be the ones giving account. Yeah, for not making spaces for people to be who God's called them mm-hmm. to be. And I think that's a weight that you've mentioned, the body of Christ, that we need to carry for each other. Mm-hmm. Am I the kind of person that invites people to be who God's called them to be? Mm. Am, am I the kind of friend that, that helps someone cultivate their true giftedness? Or do I stifle that? Because of my own my own jealousy and my own insecurity, jealousy, yeah. and and I would say in this you know you you'll agree with this I think I think the older you get, sometimes the smaller your friend circle becomes, mm-hmm. because you recognize that there's not a lot of people and and women we do, we should do better there should mm-hmm. there should be mm-hmm. more of us who are going, man come into my circle and mm-hmm. flourish here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to cheer you on. I'm going to high five you. I'm going to cry watching you achieve milestones in your life because I'm for you. Mm -hmm. Would it be that there would be a lot more Christian women who are like that? Mm -hmm. Um, Because we, we, we recognize the beauty that God's given in each of us. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to read one last piece of scripture that I think is super important for everyone listening to really meditate on Mm -hmm. and then ask you the question of to everyone listening when they when they when this is done when this this conversation is over what's a question they should be asking themselves as a next step in it but Mm -hmm. um proverbs 14 30 says a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body and jealousy is like cancer in the bones Mm -hmm. and i think that is a metaphor but also it's, it is a medical reality that when we are just bitter and jealous, oh, yeah. we start to have literal, actual physical 
ramifications from that. And so for me, I think anyone listening is like, where or who is a person that I'm struggling with jealousy? Mm-hmm. Um, who is someone that maybe I'm jealous of? And then ask yourself those questions of like, how can I celebrate them? It might look like sending a text of like, you know what you're so good at that I love yeah. about you instead of like, like I even have joked before, like I hate this so much because I love it so much, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. but like, where's an, like someone where maybe you you you've been diminishing yourself because of someone else, mm-hmm. you know, who's someone that you can celebrate who they are and then do that excavation of who you are that mm-hmm. maybe you're diminishing because it looks different. Yeah. Um, what are some seeds, you know, you could start planting where you can, you know, say, no, I'm not going to mm-hmm. compare myself there anymore. Mm-hmm. Compare my family, compare my husband. I mean, we didn't even go down that right road of comparing our kids, Yep. Um, comparing our lives. And if there's anything that on this side of social media, we're like, what, 15-ish plus years into social media, you're finding out, you know, you've seen, you've seen the scroll for years and it's perfect. And then all of a sudden, like, the truth comes out of what was really happening, mm-hmm. you know. And, and here you compared yourself or I compared myself all these posts, all these scrolls yeah. for years. And I'm like behind the scenes, their marriage was falling apart. There was addiction. There was adultery. There was, um, whatever, you know, kind of a deal. I'm like, and I was in a mental prison comparing myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's what I, I want women to remember is like, where are you diminishing yourself? Mm. Get real with God about that. Spend some time in prayer. Um, where's some jealousy that, that is either now or potentially it's like either relational cancer mm-hmm. or it's eating you alive mm-hmm. um, that you can give to God, confess to God, and then start praying for that person and thanking God for them and then maybe literally reach out and, and that. So what would some practical mm-hmm. next steps when it comes to finding freedom through getting rid of comparison? What, what would those steps be for women? This I don't want this to sound insensitive, so I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> but here's a question I think that's worth asking. Where am I indulging in insecurity? Mm-hmm. Where am I indulging in my insecurities? And here's what I mean by that. We all have insecurities. Mm-hmm. We all have them. You can't... You, there's not a person that you... You don't... It's not Kim Kardashian. It's not... Mm-hmm. You know, it's not... Every woman that you see has insecurities. They see something in themselves that they wish were different and it makes them insecure. Mm-hmm. I think we also tend to indulge in that and almost let ourselves um, feast on that table mm-hmm. a little bit because it... because. We kind of followed this lie from the enemy that that's going to make us feel better. Well, I'm just like, you know, well, that's just how I am. Well, And so the follow-up to that is, can you learn to surrender that struggle? Mm -hmm. Can you learn to surrender that struggle? Instead of indulging in insecurity, can I surrender the struggle? Mm -hmm. And that means this. Okay, God, here this is again. Here this thing is again. And Mm -hmm. man, I I don't want to be hung up here. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to live here. I don't want to stay in this space. So... 
I'm, I'm surrendering my struggle. This struggle doesn't own me. Mm-hmm. Uh, these insecurities don't define me. I am who you say I am. Mm-hmm. Someone should write a song about that or something. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to surrender this struggle and because I want victory. Mm-hmm. I want victory. And, and because you're a good God, I know you didn't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And I know you didn't get them wrong. And I want to get this right. Mm-hmm. And, and start there. And then be on the lookout. And then also bring someone that you trust into it and say, man, if I start to go sideways talking about her, I want you to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you're feeling insecure. I think you might be feeling jealous. Like surrender that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and we, and like you said, we've been saying you've done the work. Mm-hmm. You said I've put in the work. Let's not be fooled into thinking that we're just going to wake up after mm-hmm. hearing this podcast and go, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to celebrate. You're going to have to put in the work. I actually heard someone say, celebrate when you don't feel like it mm-hmm. until you feel like it. Mm-hmm. So start out by like, you know, and that's not being inauthentic. I think it's being obedient. Mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of things God calls us to do that we don't feel like doing that we do because we know it's good for us and it's right for mm-hmm. us. And that's what helps us. That's what the work is that you're talking about. I'm doing this hard well, work. And there, there's going to be nothing easy about admitting to yourself and God and, and potentially others. Yeah. I'm really jealous of this person mm-hmm. or I really compare myself to this person. Mm-hmm. Like find a trusted friend and say, help me untangle from this. Yeah. Help me understand like why I don't need to compare myself to them. Mm-hmm. If you have a hard time seeing what you do, the value you do bring based on God, who, who God's made you, Ask your friend, like, hey, I'm comparing myself here, here, and here because I'm having a hard time seeing how I fit. Mm -hmm. Can you speak into me Mm -hmm. what you see in me? Like, ask that and then trust that person and hold on to that because it's hard work to admit when you're jealous of someone. Like, I've lost relationships over challenging people. Like you just said, like, I I had a, a dear, dear friend that was super sideways, against someone else, just super tearing them down. And it was clear as day to everyone else involved that it was comparison and jealousy. Yep. And when I said, Hey, you don't, you don't have to do this. Like you're secure in who you are. You bring, and I lost that relationship for even trying to help them mm-hmm. see straight. They mm-hmm. couldn't. And it's cause it's hard. Yep. They would have rather lost a friendship with me. Mm-hmm. Then say, oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. And I said it in love and I meant it in love and I still grieve over it, but it's hard work Yep. and, and no one could choose to do it. You are responsible mm-hmm. for how you cultivate God's word. You're responsible for the exploration that you do of yourself. You're responsible in even this conversation. Like we could have it for all day long right. and it will make no difference in anyone's life if you don't go to the Lord about it. You get real with yourself, real with God. Probably you need to get real with other people so that they can help temper the comparison and jealousy, but also remind you of what you bring to the table. So I love this conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know this, but I'm super grateful that God brought you into my life because Mm -hmm. I think that that's where I started to to do the work that was so rooted in your story Mm. of people just really needing you to be less so that they felt better because they compared and me just meeting you at a place where I'm like, I don't want to Mm. be that person for you because I love you. And I think, um, I'm not that way. I haven't had those wins with everyone in my life, you know? (laughs) Um, I wish I had, I, I, there's so many times I can look back where I got it wrong that I just, I'm just, I have to celebrate (laughs) 
few times I get it right. But I, I, I want this. I think we can do better. Mm-hmm. And it's part of what Cultivate is rooted in. And so I want you guys to just really think about the things we've talked about today in this, con- this super real conversation. Mm-hmm. And what could it look like for you to stop comparing yourself, mm-hmm. to find the freedom to enjoy and, and um, embrace how God made you and don't diminish it for a second. Yeah. While you maximize others, you minimize yourself mm-hmm. instead of saying, no, we both have yeah. a very valuable role to play. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And um, if you go on to, I don't know, however you listen to this, you know, the scriptures that we have will be there for you and on our Instagram, but take these scriptures and cultivate them into your everyday life. Get them in your mind, mm. get them in your heart, play them out over and over until they just become a part of who you are. So, all right, until the next conversation. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook or by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry at Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief Podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Friends, until we meet again, here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness. Thank you.